You are now in the Reality Capture Network. All right. Welcome to the Reality Capture Network. Today we have Christian Heiner. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're excited to, to be here. We're excited to talk with you. We've been connected for a while. Mm-hmm. This is our first local in studio in Meridian, Idaho. Oh, this this is the first one. This is the first wow. one. What what an honor for me. Look at you. Thank you. And uh, we were also um, able to get some even some insight from you when we were looking at starting because you've been you've got a podcast. In fact, we'll get into talking a little mm-hmm. bit about you. Sure. And we'd love to hear even about your your podcast and stuff. But again, even uh, Thanks for some of the insight you've given Absolutely. us as we get going. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's kind of the thing, man. Is like I like helping people. Like the world, the world is round. The more I feel like I help people, the more good things that happen. There you, you know? go. So I'm more than happy to help, or anybody Think else is listening. If we're you all want on to start the same your own boat. Podcast, you have <laughs> like hit me up for sure. Like I'm I'm an open book. Like I'm happy to help with stuff. All right, um, let's start with. Let's get a little introduction to you because I think most of our network probably doesn't know you. There's a, there's a strong possibility, yeah. And so let's just, if you want to give a quick background on, uh, did you grow up here? Yeah, kind of sure. give us give us the background on start, you. Start at start at zero. Yep. Yeah. And it can be the it can be the short version, but touch on the the yeah where where you grew up and kind of what got you even into the work you're doing and and. Okay. What, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Let me, it kind of <laughs> depends on the day or the hour for that point. Yeah. So, so yeah. So anyway, Matt, thanks for having me here. I'm super appreciative of the opportunity to come here and, you know, check out what you guys are doing. It's, it's super cool. Like you guys are like me where you like technology and you're in our industry and like, like seeing people like do cool stuff is really what gets me excited. So I super appreciate being here. Uh, my name is Christian Heiner. Um, you know, I, I say a lot, you know, if you go to my LinkedIn or my Twitter, it says pronounced like the religion spelled like an Ikea coffee table. I say it because, all the time because, because it is yeah, because that's literally how I, I how really it is. like that. It's catchy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, yeah, my name is Christian Heiner. Um, I, I do a few different things. Um, my kind of my main gig, uh, professionally is I am co-founder and, uh, owner, you know, co-owner of, um, Stackout Group. We're a landscape. I see your arch. shirt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're in. That's like the only t-shirts I wear anymore. I know. Just just like (laughs) you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we're a landscape architecture firm based here in Boise, Idaho. We have um, an office in Salt Lake City, and we design sustainable high-performance landscapes literally across the country from Seattle to Miami, Florida currently. Awesome. And and just about everything in between. We do a lot of projects in California, um, you know, obviously a lot here in Boise, Idaho, Salt Lake City, Texas, pretty much everywhere. So how do... um even even before you dig further into what you guys have going on yeah uh so you were a co-founder yes yeah will and i yeah so yeah yeah my yeah my buddy will and i um for a long long time for you know probably the better part of a decade will and i talked about starting stack route group yep um we met because at the time he was a landscape designer and uh landscape guy running crews for a landscape construction company and i was working for a local equipment rental and sales place and so i was renting and selling his company construction equipment oh nice and uh will's one of those dudes where you know just kind of meet somebody and just become friends instantly yep will and i were like that we met and are we best friends yep you know we're friends now and so over i mean like i said a lot of years and a lot of beers for sure there you go we would sit around and talk about you know what if man what if we start our own company you know he's you know he went to school be a landscape architect that's what he wants to do is design landscapes um, both of us sort of grew up in landscaping. I started working for a landscape contractor when I was 15 years old. So I've, yep. I've been in this world hey, I did too. for a long, long time. Did I, you really? I, I was, I was uh, okay, well, I was more on the actual 
uh, labor side. Oh, dude, me too. Yeah, when I was 15. I was, I was uh, yeah. building waterfalls, laying Absolutely. sod, running sprinklers. That Every was actually day. one of my first ever actual jobs. Yeah, that was my first ever yep. actual job. Yeah, I mean, same thing. From the time I was 15 until I graduated from Boise State, that's what I did. There you go. Between sports seasons, during the summer, after schools, you know, depending, you know, when my college schedule would permit, like, you know, I'd try to, you know, do classes either two or three days a week. So the yep. other days I could go work. Um, I did that all through college. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many million feet of <laughs> sod I've laid, how many sprinkler systems I've installed and papers oh, yeah. I've put down and, you know, run, yeah, I mean, grew up on a backhoe running yep. construction equipment. So, yeah, so, yeah, so that's how Will and I met was I was selling and renting his company construction equipment. Yep. He was running crews and just over a lot of, like I said, years and beers, man, we sat there and talked about, like, you know, what if we started our own company? Because mm-hmm. I'm clearly not a landscape architect. Yep. Will is. My, I mean, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs marketing people and salespeople. Yep. So that's really what I know and love. Yep. Like at the end of the day, that's all, that's all I am as a salesperson. Yeah. Right. And so as a landscape architect, which as you guys know, with working with landscape, you know, with, with architects and, and engineers and contractors, those folks typically don't want to be salespeople. Yeah. They want, they're super good at being an architect or a landscape yep. architect or a civil engineer or a structural engineer. And that's what they want to do. They don't know yep. marketing. They don't want to know marketing. They don't want to do, they don't want to sell stuff. They want to sit at their desk and have awesome projects in front of them and do cool stuff. Sounds very familiar. Right. Yeah. So yeah, anybody in our world knows that. And so, like I said, so yeah, so Will and I had this idea, you know, what if we start our own firm where Will is the talent, yep. where he's going to, he's going to, you know, be the designer. He's, you know, he's kind of the rock star of the thing and I'm the marketer. Yeah. My, and so, so, Hey, that sounds like a business. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a crazy thought. Let's start a landscape architecture firm and run it like a real business with marketing upfront. Yeah. Because I mean, as you guys know, like, like in our world, darn near every architecture firm, engineering firm, construction company, subcontractor starts because there's two dudes who are buddies, yep. work for the same company. Like, you know what? We want to, you know, let, let's branch out and start our yeah. own thing. Like we're, we're better at, we you know, whatever who we work for. Let's do our own thing. And then they do. And they don't know anything about marketing or sales and it grows yep. really slowly because yeah. they don't know how to market or sell. Yeah. You know, they probably will bring a project or a client or two, mm-hmm. but it's going to grow really, really slow. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us, we, we were, we were completely opposite and people thought we were bananas. People thought we were out of our mind. How can you start a landscape architecture firm with 50% overhead? It'll never work. You guys yeah. are nuts. It'll never work. Well, here we are eight years later with, I don't know, pushing 20 employees working literally across the country. Yep. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I know, I mean, we were still crazy for sure. Sure. And, and I mean, and I like, feel you like, <laughs> and like any small biz, I mean, it's, it's, it's still trial and error every day. Yep. And that's the best thing about having our own business. If we have somebody has an idea, yeah, let's try it. Yeah. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, yeah. Well, man, we wasted some time and money there, but you know, moving on, whatever. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the, the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. I That's the same reason I started was really that core reason yeah. is having the ability to decide what to spend our time Absolutely. or money on. Absolutely. Because large corporations, it's... 99.9% of the time, it is very difficult to do anything innovative or totally. that costs money totally. unless there's a proven written out yeah. plan approved or, by or unless you're the CEO, yes. if you're middle management or lower, my, I mean, I, so my first, I guess, kind of real job out of college, I was a, um, factory sales rep for a power tool company. Yep. Cause like I said, I mean, my parents were salespeople forever. So just going into sales, I, I'd never, I didn't realize until I was in this world that, that literally the career of being an architect was a thing. Like all I yeah. all I have ever known is selling stuff. Yep. And both my both <laughs> my parents came from the food industry, and so, like that's really all I ever knew yeah. was like selling stuff in the food industry. Yeah. Because that's what I you know sort of always heard about. So I yeah seriously I was I was, you know well well into my twenties before I even or almost thirty probably where I before I really realized that oh yeah that's a career that's yeah. a thing you can do I had yeah. no idea. Not, not, not that I'd want to go back and do that or not, because sure. I am not suited for that even close, <laughs> but I had no idea that was even an option. 
Um, yeah, so my first real, real job out of college was I was a I was a regional sales rep, factory sales rep for a power tool manufacturer, mm-hmm. um, big awesome company who has now been purchased. And so I, I so my first job they gave me a truck, a truck full of tools. My my only client was Home Depot. There you Home go. Depot used to be a lot different than they are. They used to buy locally, like the store directors, the mm-hmm. tool department managers, the paint department managers. They basically curated their own stuff. Mm. Like if they wanted this one specific type of pressure washer, they could buy as many of those yeah. as they wanted. Tools, the same thing. So my job was to build relationships with the, you know, the tool department managers and yeah. get them to buy more saws and yeah. more blades and more stuff, which was super fun and awesome. Yeah, so I had a truck. My territory was Idaho, Montana, everything in Utah, this side of Salt Lake City, and Alaska. And so nice. I was you know, 23, 24, however years old, traveling around and doing yep. that and spending weeks at a time in Alaska opening Home Depot stores. Nice. And it was awesome. <laughs> and there were dudes that worked for this company who I got to know from you know, national sales meetings and stuff who would literally work for this company for 30 plus years. So I was like, shit, man. I, I could do this forever. Like these guys are done it forever. They clearly make a bunch of money because I've been here for a long time. Didn't even think that like I even needed to like update my resume or even mm-hmm. be thinking about like what's what's next or yeah. whatever. Like just, it was comfortable and good until one day we got an email saying that the company's been sold and everyone on our side of the of the, this new business was was they bought us all plane tickets. We reported to Phoenix, Arizona. They put all I don't remember how many you know, twelve hundred of us or whatever however many people there were put us in a conference room laid us all off with a PowerPoint presentation. Here's where you here's where you send your trucks. Here's where you send your tools. Um, here's how it works. How depending on how long you've been here, how your how your uh, severance package works. Thanks. Yeah. So some of these dudes that I got to know that had been there for this company, I mean, they were close to retirement within a couple, three, four, five years of retirement, like crying. What do I do now? This is all I know. Who's gonna hire yeah. me? I'm fifty eight years old or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. But for me, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'll figure something out or whatever. Yeah. Like, it sucks for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I'm young enough and, you know, yep. I'll, I'll figure it out. And uh, so from there, I went, I, yeah. So, yeah. So that was my first, really first and only time I've been employed by a large corporation. Uh-huh. And since then, Didn't I. Didn't beautifully. No, no. It was awful. And I sort of already was new. I mean, I, I had an employee number and that's why I logged into like the company yeah. website and stuff. So I knew that I was just a number. But until they literally laid all of us off with a PowerPoint presentation, yeah. that's really when it when it sunk into me that yeah, dude, you are a number. Literally yeah. nothing but a yeah. number. They could care less about any yeah. of us in this room. And I vowed right then that hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be even better at sales than I am now. And I am not gonna go to work for a big corporation ever again where I'm a nameless, faceless yeah. number yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Yeah. And it's you know, it is a balance because um you know, there are a lot of big companies and big corporations that are great companies awesome. that Absolutely. they work Absolutely. hard to treat their employees good. Without a doubt. And the other thing is not everybody, you know, and I know this is talked about a lot like nowadays, the, the term or idea of being an entrepreneur yeah. and building a digital company that you get to work five, yeah. five hours a week and you make a million dollars. Like there are so many aspects of it that are, uh, people are kind of blind to. Totally. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur no. or own a business. No, not even close. Um, so, you know, not to say that some of you bigger companies out there are not great or you can't have no. a good career there. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, but, but my, yeah, but I was in the same boat. Yeah. Big companies is, is, I learned early on that working for big companies is not where I wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, it's a personal thing. Some people, it, it's a great fit for them yeah. where they get, they like the red tape, they like the normal, you yeah. know, the normal flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have that innovative entrepreneurial side that's actually in you, yes. that you want to work harder, even if you make less and you want control, and totally, you, totally. Um, then that's the route to go. So that's cool. That's yeah. just to see 
Um, so from there, is that when you moved getting into? Yeah. So from there, yeah. Then I moved to working for a local company called Tate's Rents. They uh, said they have got a bunch of local tool stores and you know tons of construction equipment and stuff. Um, ended up being the sales manager there. Um, again, a great job. Dudes that have been there for thirty plus years. Yep. Like, you know, I was you know, not even 30 when I left there. Yeah. And, and the reason I did leave there, I mean, I was super comfortable when construction, you know, in the mid two thousands when construction was, you know, better than it's probably mm-hmm. ever been until super recently, I made so much money. Oh yeah, sure. The way the compensation plan we had written was fantastic. And I mean, my commission checks, dude, I, I made, I've made more money then in my mid twenties than I ever have. Yeah. Like it was, it was unreally, yeah. unreally awesome. That's awesome. Um, but I, I realized I kind of looked in the mirror one day and I, and I realized that, Oh my God, like I'm not even 30. I could literally do this job the rest of my life. And it scared me. Like it seriously kind of scared me. I was like, yeah. oh, that, that feels bad. Like I'm just gonna like wake up and like my whole life <laughs> flash before my eyes or whatever. And I'm doing the same thing in yeah. the same place. Like, cause, cause my last name wasn't Tate, you know, I was never mm-hmm. going to get ownership of this thing or whatever. Yeah. And that had always been the back of my mind that, you know, I, I, I want to have my own company. I want to make my own way. I want to yep. do things the way I want to do it. I yep. don't want to be told how to do stuff like right or wrong. Like I want to yeah. do it my own way. Yeah. Right. And so, so I quit that job. Yep. I quit that job and I went to work for a, an HVAC contractor, large kind of regional HVAC contractor, um, which was cool. You know, I was hustling projects and doing some, you know, being way more on the contractor side, yeah. you know, that I'd been since I was a laborer, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in high school and college, which was totally different. Um, which is fun and cool. The economy got bad and they laid me off. Yep. Um, which, which is sort of a bummer cause I had, I had very recently landed an enormous project that carried that carried them through for a long time. Then I got laid yeah. off because well, you know, we can't afford marketing anymore. So that was yes. bummer. Um, yeah, so that, that's a whole I could do yep. that. We can have a whole whole <laughs> Yeah. 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 So yeah. So we did that. Um ended up getting hired by an electrical contractor, kind of doing the same thing, helping them manage projects, being the marketing sales guy, um, which was awesome. And you know, did that for I don't know, a couple of years, year and a half, two years. And uh, and it and in and this whole while Will and I had been talking about starting mm-hmm. Stackout Group. Mm-hmm. And and, and he it's it's so funny, like his recollection of things and my recollection of things of like the way it kind of started are different. Yep. Where when we, when he tells a story, he he tells it like he was begging me to do this forever. <laughs> I don't remember the like, please come do this. I remember us kind of thinking about it and talking yeah. about it. Had had I guess I guess had I realized like he was really begging with me to do this longer, we probably would have done it sooner, sooner or yep. whatever. But but yeah, but here we are. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, so after work one day, I mean, we literally both were on on our we're talking to each other on the phone, driving home like on a Friday. Yep, same old stuff, man. I'm super tired of this. I'm super tired of it too. Should we yep. quit? Yep. Okay. So we did. Yep. So yeah, we just a quick out of nowhere yep. startup. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. So yeah, over the weekend we got you know went to legalzoom.com. We got our <laughs> stuff all set up and we're we're yeah. in we're in biz now. Nice. You know, and had, yeah. And did you start with uh, with any clients or projects or did you? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, coming from this, you know, you know, I grew up in Boise for the most part. You know, I was yep. born here, moved away, lived in Northern California for a number of years when I was a kid. You know, went to high school, went to college here. Uh, Will grew up in Bruno, Grandview, went to U of I. So we, we you know, and had been in the local construction industry for a long time. So we had mm-hmm. a ton of relationships. Yeah. And and I still to this day, I mean, some of the best relationships I have in our industry are are from my Tate's Ranch days. Yeah. Dudes that I called on and helped out with projects and yeah. stuff for, for years and years and years and years. And, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about now. I got, I got, I got off on the, on the tangent. Oh, just, yeah. Just the, the kind of how, what it was like when you first started. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when we first started, I mean, yeah, we didn't have an office. We didn't have employees. It was just working out of home. Me, yeah. Yeah. We, yep. we built some desks in, in, in Will's house and what was some of your first computers work? and our, our first work came from, 
um, some some landscape contractors that yep. we know. And, you know, dudes that, and, and we figured out really, really quick, and, and we already knew this going in, but landscape contractors for the most part, there's some that are better set up than others, but even though, even the landscape architect or the landscape contractors that have, you know, landscape architects and designers in house, they make money building stuff. Yeah. I mean, they have the designers in house you yeah. know, to, to kind of cut out. I mean, not necessarily on purpose, but to do it all in house, yeah. design stuff in house, yeah. you know, do renderings, do all mm-hmm. the stuff in house and then build it. Yep. And, and we figured out really, really quick that landscape contractors are, I mean, for the, especially the ones that don't, that, that do some design, but don't really mm-hmm. have an architect or a designer on staff. It's way more of a pain in their ass to design stuff and show in and, and the way the way the things were going, you know, eight years ago was everything was becoming more visual than it ever had been. Yeah. You know, 3D rendering stuff was sort of in its infancy mm-hmm. still. And yeah, so we figured out really quick that shit, if we can invest in this technology, this 3D rendering stuff, show people this, like we can effectively be like the in-house designers for a lot yeah. of landscape contractors that yeah. don't that, that didn't really want to outsource it before. Yeah. Did it in house, but didn't make any money doing it. Yep. And we're, you know, really weren't doing a great service to their clients. And so, yeah, so we've, we've become the, the design arm for a lot of design build contractors yeah. across the country now. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. And to the and, be, and I, and I know a lot of it is because of, of us growing up in construction, like very few landscape architects, designers, architects, you know, engineers have ever really worked in construction. Yeah. I mean, been on the ground, boots on the ground, building stuff. Yeah. We, that's where we grew up. That's where we came from. Yep. And because of that, like, we look at it so much differently. Like, we don't have an ego with stuff. Like, we're never going to, like, like the, you know, the kind of the stereotype obviously is, you know, the architects and engineers, you know, looking down on contractors, just blue collar, you know, they don't know, you know, they don't know sure. stuff or whatever. But then the contractors hate the architects because they don't know shit. They've never built stuff. Like, yeah. they don't know how it really works out here yep. or whatever in the real world. You know, the, the plans and all the stuff they do, that's just kind of a helpful guide for me to yeah. figure it out or whatever. And that's always kind of been been that dynamic. And with us, it's not that way. Like the mm-hmm. landscape contractors we work with, like they're our friends and our partners. And if and if on plans or whatever, like something's not right, they'll they can tell us and we'll fix it. If if they're having trouble building something, like we can help them figure out how to build it. And yep. so it's a it's such a way That's different awesome. different partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Than, than the kind of the traditional architect client yeah. you know, relationship. Yeah. Um, why don't you give just and I want to jump into some technology stuff here Ooh. shortly. Okay. But yeah, yeah. first, why don't you just give a, a short kind of bullet list of like what all, um, just cause I think a lot of, a lot of people don't even know what all landscape architecture firms do, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so, which yeah. is super funny. I mean, most of my, I mean, most of my day, day to day stuff, a lot of times is, is, is exactly that educating people on really what landscape architecture yeah. is and what we as a firm do. Yeah. Most people think that landscape architects are really only plant people mm-hmm. where the architect choosing or, where to put a bush yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or not even where, but just which one, which yeah. bush do we put there? <laughs> like for us, like which plant or which tree goes there i mean that's i mean that's like a, an interior designer like picking a paint color like for a wall yeah you don't design around you know a gray wall yeah like that's one of the last kind of things you figure out for sure. us the plants that go in the specific ones that go in that's kind of the last thing we figure out the sure. form the function is 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 dealt with before gotcha. but yeah but what tree that's going to be out yeah I mean, until we're at that point i don't know what that's going to be yeah so yeah so so as a firm as landscape architects we I mean, I don't even know where to even begin with that I know, it's, huh? because it's so much stuff. But, but yeah, so landscape architecture, way more than, you know, picking plants, um, 
you know, designing parks or like everybody, you know, I say, I say landscape architecture and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, so like, like you guys design like the Edward Scissorhands bushes or whatever. <laughs> I mean, if somebody wants us to, I guess we could, but that's, you know, that, that, that topiary stuff, mm-hmm. whatever, that's not like what landscape yeah. architecture is. I mean, that's like, that's not more of like an arbor thing <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, but I mean, in, in its most simplest terms, I mean, and I say this all the time to people, if it's outside, we design it. Yep. If it's outside the envelope of a building, we design it. Mm-hmm. And we want to be involved in projects as early as possible because so often civil engineers get brought in on a project way before we do. And have you ever been to like a really wonky parking lot oh, where yeah. you can't get in or out oh, or like yeah. it's so hard getting to places? You want to know why? Because it was designed by a civil engineer. Civil engineers design so much more about like the function. It's mm-hmm. all about function. Mm-hmm. How to get water from here to there. How to get power to the building. Like where does this water go into a, a concrete pipe and go out to the street or to wherever it's going to go? I mean, that's mo- I mean that for the most part, that's how civil engineers are looking at projects when when a, when a landscape architect looks at a project it's it's so much it's almost i mean 99 percent about how are people going to use this place yeah so the utility of it how to get water around how to get power in or out that's that's an afterthought like like let's figure out how this thing is really going to function and work and look aesthetically and then complement the it. building and work around it mm-hmm. yeah we're so often it's like for us, it's okay. Now we have to design. Hey, yeah, it's at the very said, end. Yeah, like, hey, very... we built this. Oh wait, we need yeah, bushes. How do we, how do we, yeah, how do we make it look okay? <laughs> and how do we get people from here to there? Well, you built this crazy swale thing here, and now we have to go around or whatever. So I mean, I, I, I yeah. liken all the time to like you wouldn't hire a structural engineer to design your building and then hire an architect to make it look okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, like you kind of need to work together. Ex- ex- yeah. Either work together. I mean, that's ideal is just have everybody <laughs> work together. But if there has to be a hierarchy or who got gets brought in first, let's look at the the aesthetic and and how people are going to use it first and then figure out how to get the water and the power yeah, and stuff around sure so yeah so it's just it's it's a lot of times it's kind of the same thing yep. when it comes like site design and that kind of stuff but but a landscape architect is going to look is going to look at it under, yeah. with a completely different lens than, yeah. an, than an engineer would is there a certain type of project that is either like your guys's favorite or bread and butter as far as types of work you're doing you know we do a ton of residential stuff which is really fun um, working with homeowners, you know, people who are either building or remodeling an existing house, it's their home and they love it. Yeah. And it's, and it becomes a really like close relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And those, and those are super fun. And we do a lot of those. Um, you know, we do a lot of campus planning stuff. HP is one of our big clients. Yep. Um, we do a lot of hospitality stuff. Um, we've got a ton of really cool, uh, medical stuff. We're doing two monster hospitals in Florida right awesome. now, which is fantastic. So, so really for us, like I, I can't necessarily say like, I like one of those more yep. than more than the yep. next. The projects where, where where we were, I mean, really involved with the design, where we can help influence and you know, and really help make it a cool place for yeah. people. Those are the those are my yeah. favorite ones. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's a little tiny backyard the size of this yep. room, yep. or or if it's you know a, a college campus. Yeah. It, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's it's more it's more about the client yep. than anything really. That's awesome. I mean, and we do a ton of stuff where. We call it shrubbing it up, where the parking lots already designed, everything's already designed, and we literally are shrubbing up parking lots. Just like we're talking about picking yep. which trees and shrubs go in these predetermined yeah. places. You know, a lot of times that's for, you know, quick serve restaurants yeah. and, you know, retail stuff and all yep. that. And that's fine. And, 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 and that stuff has to be done on those projects. And for that to, sort yep. of type of projects, yeah. it's perfect. And we do, like I said, we do a lot of those. And those are kind of what keep the lights on for us. Yeah. Because right? those are usually pretty quick turn projects. We can get them in and out. We get paid quick. So we love doing those. Yeah. But the real fun, but there, there's no real design to that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, a lot of times it's, it's figuring out the code. Okay, the city of, you know, whatever, it's got to be one tree per however many feet yep. or, you know, 12 shrubs per however mm-hmm. you know, much area or whatever. And then just kind of figuring kinda out plug what. And play. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's not a lot of real design with those. So not that they're not fun. Yeah. But, but, but you the, get the someone's is, backyard where you get to influence totally, everything yeah, somebody, and bring yeah, up ideas. Yeah, and, way more fun. Yeah. Way more fun. <laughs> way more fun. Yeah, okay. More, more creative, more fun. 
That's awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit technology, yeah. which we've actually talked about a little bit in the past, and right. we're still talking about right. it even and we together. we will be for a long time. Um, but part of our goal with some of this podcast is educational. Totally. Um, a lot around reality capture technology from yeah. laser scanning, drones, mm-hmm. virtual reality, rendering stuff, just really anything to do with different technologies yeah. that can be used within construction, within architecture, engineering. Absolutely. So, and and also um, we've tried to let people know, you know, we don't only even want experts to come in and talk. We want people who don't even know anything about it to come sure, in and talk. Sure. So even part of us discussing with you is like, which of these technologies have you guys seen mm-hmm. or have you used or yeah. do you think could be interesting? Um, because we see that as an opportunity for people to understand like, oh, okay, well, we talked with the landscape architect. We heard them on this podcast. Yeah. They talked about scanning. This is how they're doing it now. Right. This is what they think it could help with. Absolutely. You know, and then, heck, we might come back in a while yeah. after we've trialed some, you know, done some more yeah. projects. Or- and, 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 and just recently, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks ago, you guys gave us a proposal on a thing because we were, it's a, a big residential development where it's abutting some existing homes and kind of our first um, like task on this project was to show the existing homeowners what it's going to look like mm-hmm. because you know you live out in the country and you've lived out in the country forever and all of a sudden there's going to be a, you know a subdivision mm-hmm. right on your property line like you're going to be pissed mm-hmm. right and that's exactly what happened and so our so our first ask from our client was to show these people what it's going to look like. So we, we call those uh, view shed yep. renderings. So I went out to these people's patios or wherever from their backyard or their front yard, depending on how their house is oriented. Um, they're like, oh, cool, I wanna know what's gonna look like from right here. Yeah. So I take a photo and then we can go in and, and create renderings based on the uh, the design of the subdivision, the types of houses they're gonna go in, you know, and show them, okay, your view of the mountain is not gonna be interrupted. Like yeah. you're still gonna see the mountain. Yeah, there's gonna be houses here, but they're not gonna yeah. be as tall as you might be thinking. Yep. You know, you're not gonna be looking up at somebody's <laughs> bedroom or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our first, you know, on that project, their first thing. And we got a proposal from you because, it, I mean, there were some hills and some stuff. And, and Trevor and I were out there like, oh, how are we, you know, we going to, you know, do this? Like, we can fudge it or whatever, like kind of, yeah. you know, we stood up there. I'm about 15 feet higher than you, dude. Okay. <laughs> I think. So like, we, yeah, I think. Yeah, so we can kind of fudge it that way, but we didn't want to do it that way. Yeah. So we got a proposal from you guys. And then as we literally, as we were getting ready to pull the trigger on that, they found the survey. Oh, They, nice. they had already had it surveyed. Yep. And yep. Because, I mean, I mean like most big land development deals, like stuff happened yeah. years and years ago yeah. before, I mean, really before the employees of this company were working for even worked yep. there. Yep. And so they didn't, they didn't even know what they had at the time. Yeah. And so they found the topo and all the stuff. So we, so we, it turned yep. out we had it. Yeah. So we, we ended up using their stuff, but what we were going to do was have you guys fly that whole thing, give us the topo, you know, show us all the photos and stuff, which, which I know yep. would have probably, I know it would have made our job easier. Sure. Cause we had, I mean, cause we just had, you know, mesh, you know the topo mesh or whatever yeah. so we had so we, so we had to create a bunch yeah. of stuff we're having your stuff i know it, yeah. it would have been a lot easier but yeah. yeah so the idea there um just for those kind of listening too um so what you ended up having was traditional survey points yes exactly and in this type of use case um the application of actually doing drone footage mm-hmm. mapping out that area turning that into a photogrammetry mesh model yes and actually having you know, not just the actual elevation shot, but already having the right pictures, the right colors, showing where the different plants and everything were, even mm-hmm. from the houses. Yeah. This is one of those scenarios where it's like, 
survey still works you know traditional topo shots out there still work for that use case yeah but if you look at okay what are some of the new technologies this is one of those that it's like well instead of traditional shots we could fly that and have a full 3d model yes with colors and roads and signs already and built <laughs> which which we took their their survey data and we had to build that ourselves exactly you which, had to build which, the whole which is model. how we've always done it mm -hmm. but yeah but having that supplied to us i am so excited for and we're gonna find a rep project oh, here yeah. very soon it's, dude, it's crazy how busy we're getting. Yep. Like I, I've had more phone calls and more meetings the last two weeks than I have. Like, which is crazy. Year, which is so crazy. Yeah. In fact, that's, yeah, that's, so, that's another. So yeah, so there, there's going to be some good opportunities <laughs> to, to really use this very, very soon. I'm, yeah. I'm super confident in that. So that's one drone application. Yeah. What about, let's hear your thoughts on the laser scanning stuff. So yeah. we've, we've shown you a little bit about what laser scanning is, yep. how it works. Yep. Um, you had a chance to kind of see mm -hmm. what a point cloud is. Yes. And even see the photos the 360 photos yep. that come from scanning around a building mm -hmm. um would you give kind of your thought or your perspective on what do you do right now when you get a property yeah what do you go out there and hand measure Sometimes. do you survey stuff Sometimes. and then yeah. and then what do you think about the technology you've seen and its yeah. potential like use case or application totally. or benefit so for us when we when we get a project um i want to say always but it's not necessarily always there's the one weird case when Somebody is literally just going to build it themselves, and they just need us to kind of, yeah, you know, uh -huh. get some stuff close, <laughs> and, you know, throw some material selections at them or whatever, and just kind of help them get on the right track. Yeah. In that case, we and it doesn't happen very often. We yeah. won't, we won't measure that. We yep. won't, we won't even put that in CAD. Yep. We'll just, I mean, literally from Google Earth, like, yeah, your path should be like right about here, yeah. and use this cobblestone or this yeah. paver or whatever, because they're going to build themselves. They oh sure. They're 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 going to lay it out as they go. They're yeah. not looking to us for that super precise layout yeah. stuff. So that does happen sometimes, but. Um, so say on a residential project, always in, in, in that, that case, you know, except without that case, um, in all other cases, we will either go out and hand measure it ourselves, take it back to the office, put it in CAD. And what all do you measure when you go out in that case? Is it so, depending yeah. on the job? It's, it's, it's pretty standard. So, um, we'll measure, you know, the, the perimeter of the property or as the property seems to be, you know, cause mm -hmm. we're not getting it surveyed. So if that, I mean, if the fence is here, we're calling the fence, the property yep. line. And as you know, I mean, that fence can be three feet on one side sure. or three feet to the other or the actual property line. At that yeah. point, you know, we're not super concerned with it. You're roughing if, it. If, yeah, yep. if, yeah. If the homeowner's like, yeah, just go with the fence. All right, we'll just go with the fence, man. Um, yeah. So we'll, so we'll start with that. We'll measure the perimeter of the house. Yep. Do all that. Um, if we're going to be doing 3D models for folks, you know, which a lot of people will want to see 3D models, what their stuff's going to look like. We'll take a bunch of photos, measure all the doors, measure all the windows. I mean, effectively as built the exterior of Pretty the house. Pretty much everything. Everything. The garage doors. Yeah. Um, we'll, you know, triangulate where all the trees are, um, triangulate where all the bed lines are. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally as built everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, okay. where, take a bunch of photos. Like here's where all the shrubs are. Like I said, you know, here's where, you know, this one big tree is. Yeah. Get all the photos. So we know what, what's there. Yeah. And, and put all that in the cab. So then they have, so then we're starting with a super accurate, you know, base plan. Yeah. So we start there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's in, 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 depending on the property. I mean, that, you know, once we get there, I mean, depending on where, where it is, yeah. I mean, it can be an hour to drive out there an hour back. It can be, you know, right down the road from our shop or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then the size and complexity yeah. determines how yeah. long that whole yeah. process and, and, and takes. Yeah, and we and we and I don't know if you if you're familiar with a zip level. Do you know what a zip level is? Nope. So it's this. I don't even fully understand how it works. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a box with like a cord and then another box on it, and it reels up into itself. There's okay. some sort of yeah, fluid yeah, yeah. or stuff or something in it. So you you set the thing, the one part of the box somewhere, and like zero it out. Gotcha. And so, or, or the, the box, I guess you can put it anywhere, but so that the other like control box, you can put it on like a, 
a monopod or whatever. Yeah. And then so you stick it, you know, say on the back patio or yep. whatever, whatever, you know, zero is going to be. Zero it out. Yep. And then we can walk anywhere on the property and stick it yeah. there. And it's going to tell us what the elevation sure. is. Yeah. So for a lot of times, you know, if it's kind of a hilly property and we're thinking there might be a staircase here or, you know, some hard hardscape stuff where, you know, having guys build it, they're going to need to know what those elevations are. We'll just go shoot spot elevations mm -hmm. on our own. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, I mean, this can take... I mean, if it's a decent sized property, man, we, we can have somebody out there for five, six, seven hours. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, average is probably three or four. Sure. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we've, we've done huge ones that way. Yeah. I mean, we've, I mean, Will and I have been out there with like strings and tape measures and gridded yeah. stuff out and like just literally <laughs> yeah. hand surveyed stuff. Yeah. Which is so, which, which I know is so silly. Sure. But sometimes if the budget doesn't allow for us oh, to yeah. hire somebody, like, I guess we yeah. can do it ourselves, yeah. you know? So, and I know if you guys, if somebody, a professional in, I mean, we have an understanding of how that stuff works. Like I know we're not doing it like perfect. And oh, right, sure. You know? Uh, but yeah, so I know if someone else is doing it, it'd probably be more accurate and better, but that's all yeah, but it doesn't always work that way. But yeah, but yeah, so that's sort of our process on that. Or, um, if, if upfront, if we do in, and anymore, like we, we probably, and, and it depends on the size. If it's small yeah. anymore, we still do them that way. If it's, if it's big or a complicated site upfront, we'll, almost always tell me, you know, you guys have to get, before we can do anything, you have to get it surveyed. We, yeah. can, we, can, we can rope it in for you, mark it up 10% for coordinating it, or you can you can rope, you know, if you know a surveyor, yeah. or you can just Google surveyors and yeah. you know, get somebody and give us a survey. Yep. You know, that's, anymore, especially if it's like in the foothills or it's hilly, or, you know, they know that yeah. we're on a rock wall, like close to the property line, like, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, telling somebody, yeah, yeah, it's probably close to the property yeah, line exactly. or whatever. So yeah, we need yeah. to know where that is. If there's, you know, something super permanent that's going to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we, I mean, and that's of uh, residential projects, the ones that we actually have them surveyed anymore. It's it's probably, I don't know, sixty to seventy percent of them anymore. Yep. yep. Yeah. So what's your thought? I know we haven't. Uh, I don't think you guys have used it on a project yet. I've not. But you've looked at what the benefit of laser oh. scanning around instead of walking around the building with tapes and uh drafting it in and put you know going around and just doing a simple laser scan around the building yeah. and around the back of the property totally. and you get those photos already yes so then you don't have to do any of that yeah well, yeah and, and the beauty of that for us and, I, and i'm really excited to start using this is because if we have all those photos and all the context and everything to it like we probably don't have to send anybody like for a site visit at that yeah point. Like, if they can see how you know where the mountains are what the views are you know know from okay you know standing you know in front of like the master bedroom to the mm -hmm. or the, the master bedroom window like they know okay we don't want to block yeah. this view of yeah. you know, whatever and we can probably get a lot of that stuff figured out without anybody leaving our office exactly so they can stay there and keep being productive yep not not that going and doing that stuff isn't productive sure but stay there actually we're you know designing stuff and taking yeah. care of clients instead of you know being out of the office for half a day yeah exactly yeah and the, the nice thing too i don't know how often i would assume it's possibly often that uh, you guys have already done your field measure and stuff, but then how many times do you have to go back to that property? Cause you're like, oh, we do need a photo from that window. What is or, in that corner? Do you remember what's in that corner? No, or, do you? No. Did you get the dimension on that window? Yeah, or? <laughs> totally, totally. That, that happens all the time. Yeah, all and that time. that's one of the cool things that we see in a type of work where you do have to do that. You're, yeah. you're looking at different views. You might decide, oh, we are gonna move that tree. Did you get a measurement on it or right. something? Totally, totally. Just the ability to open that data and you already have it all. So That's not right. only is do we, for, for instances like that, see the benefit of, hey, you don't have to be out there hand measuring, but there's also the fact that we didn't only measure the couple, you know, the individual points you typically would. Right. You just incidentally have 
the whole property <laughs> and the colors and the pictures that, you yeah, know, that's, that's better. You just, you just that's get better. more data right. faster. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and you have all the imagery. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and even the fact that they're, they're coming with the panoramic photos. So you're not, it's not individual either. You can turn, you're like, that's oh, yeah. not quite the perspective we'll I wanted. Let's just turn like, yeah, yeah, from there you can, I don't know, you can see it from there, I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I know that's good. I know that's gonna be better. And 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 for us, like on the front end of, uh, I need, so honestly, for me to be able to sell that better, I need to be able to. Um, and I know with most of our projects, if I just put it in the price, yeah, like it would happen. So I just, I need a little bit better understanding of, of how that pricing works. Yep. Yeah. So that every single time I don't have to call you and like exactly, like, I don't need like a formal proposal on sure. stuff like. If you tell me it's going to be this much, I yep. put it in our proposal and away we go. And, exactly. and when I take it, I can call you and say, man, we're doing this thing and away yeah. we go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, I just need a little bit better understanding of how you price those. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that's where there's a lot of unknowns. Totally. With, honestly, with, with well, everybody around any of the new technologies. Totally. They're like, laser scanning or drones, like that's sci-fi, like new age. Right. It's going to be a right. million dollars to get yeah. this done. And really, it's like, well, guys, no... You know, you typically spent all day out there measuring. It's going to take us an hour, right. so we can. You know, we're probably going to fall within a price that you're going to go. Oh, well, that's like better anyway. Yeah. Well, and like I said, yeah. I mean, any of our people that are out doing that, we're paying them exactly. You know, and it, yeah. And if, it, and if it's a full, you know, licensed landscape architect, we're paying them yeah probably more decent money. Yeah. Then we might pay you guys. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that sounds good. That kind of gives the understanding of, um, you know, drones and laser scanning. There's an application for landscape architecture. Without a doubt. Absolutely. And we're going to work toward that even with you guys yes. on implementation. Yes. Now let's talk about something that you already do. Yeah. So you guys are already in full, like, 3D models, renderings, have playing been, with virtual reality. Yep. yep. Um, maybe tell us, like, how involved are you guys with the virtual reality and what's, like, some of the real use cases you're seeing there? Yeah. So, I mean, with, with virtual reality, we've, we've, I mean, we've done it from everything in our office for just the designers to really get a better understanding of what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, how, is that thing, you know, too big or too close or whatever? You know, because you can look at it on Getting paper. Getting real perspective. Yeah, get real perspective. I mean, looking at it, you know, like a 2D rendering or a 2D site plan, you know, is, is okay. But then, you know, kind of next level from that is the 3D rendering, yep. which which is still a 2D image, you know, a 2D image of a 3D yep. model, you know, on a, on a screen. Yep. And so from there, you can, you know, look at it and spin it and kind of figure it out. But then, you know, putting the goggles on and really having that understanding of it has, has taken that a whole different level. Yeah. So we use it from everything, like I said, from us just in the office looking at stuff to having clients come in and look at it. Uh, we've 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 put goggles on city councils, yeah. So so that they so that they can make an informed decision on on should we allow this project to happen yep. or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a super yeah. thing, super fun thing to do. Yeah. I think one of and I when I was in your office, um, I saw from standing within a building. So yeah. looking at like. And people just don't even know that they you can use this for these applications. But Absolutely. standing within a building and looking at like lighting effects when totally. you're when you're planning landscape Big or time. when you're yep. if you're working alongside an architect who maybe doesn't use virtual reality. Exactly. This is one of those benefits of if you're collaborating up front. Absolutely. You yeah. know, hey architect, you're not using 3D, you know, yep. modeling or virtual reality yet. Well, you can still build the building, but here's something we could test along with what we're doing with the Absolutely. landscape to yeah. analyze lighting. And, and we, <laughs> we have some awesome architecture clients who, I mean, they're fantastic architects, but they, they you know, they, they don't want, they don't want to themselves. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if it's, they don't want to take the time to learn it or they don't like it or they don't want to do it. But we have a lot of really cool architects that we work with that they send us their 2D plans. Yes. Interior, exterior, it doesn't even matter. And we'll build build them the 3D model. 
do all the renderings yep. for them. They can send it back to their clients. Their clients don't even know we exist. As far as I know, these guys are, you know, these guys and girls are doing it in-house. Yeah. And we have interior designers we do that for. Yep. Yeah. So we, so in-house, yeah, we have the capability to build, model, render anything. It doesn't matter if it's inside or outside. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's where, I mean, even, even with us, you know, we're really a, as far as Nexus 3D goes, we're really a technology focused firm. Oh, totally. totally. We're not a landscape architect. We're not an architect. We're not an engineer. Yeah. We do have professional land surveying in California. Right. Um, but most of our work is technology implementation. Absolutely. It is, it is, Hey architect, Hey engineer, Hey landscape architect. Here's the technologies we see out there because we're kind of in the front of that curve. Yep. Here's how you can use them. We'll help you with the portions if totally. you want, yep. or you can do them yourselves. But we see the same. There's a lot of architects. There's a lot of engineers. There's a lot of construction firms that even like you mentioned earlier, that's just not their core focus. Totally. And totally. It, it makes more sense to just say, well, why don't you just help us? We with can that just portion? have these guys. We have these folks do it for us. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, you, you get the benefit out of it, but you don't have to take the time or the staff exactly. or buy the equipment. Or, exactly. So yeah, there is room out there for people to focus on yeah. that. And, and, and even, and it's funny, even with some of the bigger architecture firms that we work with, that, I mean, we've literally, there, there are a lot of firms that we have taught how to build 3D models. Mm -hmm. We have taught how to render that at one time they paid us for it because we trained them. They don't pay us anymore. They now do it in house. Yeah. And I mean, on the one hand, that seems like crazy. Like, why would you teach yep. your clients like how to not use you anymore? Yeah. But they were they were going to learn it one way or the other. Yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather build a relationship with them, yeah. have them come to our office, or uh, us go to their shop, and and help them figure yeah. it out the only way, than then not do it at all. And we we hear the same thing even starting this podcast. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, why are we going to educate people on the secrets we've found right. as to why laser scanning successful? I uh, you know Stackrock Group it. wants laser scanning. Now I'm going to have laser scanning firms reaching out to yeah. you looking for work. You know. Who knows? There's a risk Maybe. that we could lose clients, right. win clients. But for us, it's really about pushing the industry, pushing Absolutely. the education. I, I'm a, and we talked about this before. I'm a huge, huge believer in you know the old adage that the, the rising tide the rising tide floats all boats yep. or whatever. So yeah, yep. we're totally aligned on that for yep. sure. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, yeah, we, yeah, we've got firms like big firms that wanted to get into you know 3D modeling and rendering more, didn't know how to do it. And yep. yeah, we literally taught them how. Yep. Taught them how. Yep. And they and they used to pay us a lot of money to do their stuff, and now they don't. Yeah. Because they have people in-house now that we taught how to do it. Yep. And I'm fine with that. Well, you know, and then it's still, uh, even in those scenarios, you know, a lot of people that are willing to train others or give them the secrets, you yeah. know, you're still going to be remembered as the person that helped them. Totally. If they get overloaded, if they decide not to do it anymore, if yeah. there's something else new, you know, That's keeping exactly. the relationship. And, and at some point, they're, they're going to know something that we don't. Yep. And, and now, you know, and if we didn't before, we definitely do now have the relationship where we can call them and say, hey, man, how do you guys do this? Like, yeah. we've got clients that need that. Like, help us. Help. Mm -hmm. and, they, and then, of course, they'll be way more apt to do that than if we hadn't helped yeah. them. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. that's what, I mean, that's what a business relationship is. Yeah. You know, we help each other and do stuff together. And, yeah. and, and a lot of times, you know these architecture firms. You know that I was talking about. They hire us for a lot of their landscape stuff. They don't always. Yeah. You know, but that's but that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, and that's that's a, a funny thing. Most of our work has been off of collaboration. Yeah. With firms that do exactly what we do. Interesting. Yeah. Pe people are like, you know, isn't it getting competitive out there? I'm like, well, not really, because we work for all of our competitors. Right. Like, right. we have tons of other firms that do laser scanning, but there's difficulties, there's huge projects, like there's reasons that they're, they want to give other people work as well, because totally. some of them are big firms, like we talked about, yep. that want to focus on their core thing. Totally. So even if they do it, they're going to run into a reason that they want help. Absolutely. Um, with something. Yeah. With some portion of it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really even matter what that, what uh, that thing is. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
any other any other topics or thoughts around technology side? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we, we you know, kind of like we talked about, like we've always, I've always described, and, and I've said this a thousand times, Stack.Group is a marketing firm that's really good at landscape architecture. There you go. Like I've, I've <laughs> okay, you're leaning that. toward my next topic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's segue, <laughs> marketing. Let's segue there then, yeah. So um, I think you saw, we just announced we are now offering marketing and, yes. and services. So we've started kind of shifting some of our mindset to just, hey, we're just the service provider, you know, trying to educate and do scanning work to, yep. you know what? We found that one of our big strengths is networking, mm -hmm. it's marketing, yep. it's educating people. Absolutely. So let's step back and take that at a bigger level and start bringing people in here, do a podcast, do videos, yep. educate people on all these technologies for the use cases in all these different industries. Absolutely. And that kind of be the core and we'll still help people with all of our 3D services. We still have that side going. It's mm -hmm. definitely not going away. Yeah. But there's so much work out there that our yeah. goal now is to just educate and push the industry. Totally. And build out a network of people that do certain portions. Absolutely. And provide work to them. Yeah. Because we're getting so much work. Yeah. Um, so awesome. having a having a network across the country of laser scanners and of 3D modeling people and rendering people so mm -hmm. that you know, per project or per state, we can pull in a group to go handle a project. Totally. Um, because that's another challenge we've seen, at least with the laser scanning specifically, it's still pretty, you know, it's not very well known yet. Mm -hmm. And once a construction firm or somebody finds someone who does laser scanning, in their mind, that's the only person who does laser scanning. They Without think that doubt. they think that they have constructed the laser scanner, they built it. Like right. they don't understand that. No this one is else could ever do it like big. they do. Yeah, totally, totally. So our goal in one step in, tr in how we wanna try to help push scanning is try to start educating people knowing there's there's room out there for um, reducing costs, for reducing travel, sure, sure. and we're trying to do that by building this network. So when a client comes to us with a project, we're not gonna ups, up charge and you know tons of travel every time. Totally. A lot of times we might start building out and, and using local firms yeah, which to awesome. try to help the local for firms, sure. try to help small businesses that don't know how to market and get work. Um, because we get a lot of that work. Speaking my language, man. Yeah, with with some of the stuff that we've done in other areas, we've done the same thing with other landscape architecture firms. Yep. Is we've we've got this client. We know we know they can't take our client. Like we've got a great even if they could. Like that yep. does, doesn't even matter. Yep. But yeah, we will reach out to other people, irrigation designers, other people in other areas mm -hmm. where yeah, so we don't have to travel there. Like kind of partner with them. Yeah. They effectively, in our world, you know, sort of become a you know a consultant to yeah. us. They get paid. We get paid. Yep. We move on. We do a better service for the client. Yep. And, and we move forward. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, but, but talk about like real mark like act like marketing marketing stuff. Yes. Like that's so at Stock Art Group, I mean that's literally my only job. Yep. Is, is marketing and selling. Like my job is to make sure people in our firm have cool projects in front of them to do. Yeah. That is my sole purpose in life. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's really what you know what I know is the marketing side. And from you know, doing what I do, you know, networking and doing stuff, I've I pro on my server, I probably have probably close to sixty websites. That I that for clients, for friends, restaurants we've done stuff for. Yep. Um, that they, you know, we're working on this project. They're like, oh yeah, you know, or event centers. Like, oh, you know, we need a website and social media stuff, but I don't know how to do it. And I don't know who to call. I don't want yeah. to call whoever. You know, this big marketing firm I don't know that yep. I know is going to charge me thirty grand for a website or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I can help you. I can yeah, help. I can help. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. So yeah, so I, we so sort of as a value add. Yeah. That's what we do. And on social media, we you know we we promote our clients and our yep. friends and on. Yeah, and then, yeah. So social media, like, like we can talk about that, about that too. But but just the marketing stuff. I mean, that's that's definitely a value add that I know we bring. Is we yeah. 
we help promote our clients and friends. Yeah. And, and through that, and we when we started Stocker Group, it became really apparent to me really quick, and I already sort of knew it, but it became very apparent that the vast majority of architecture firms, um, contractors, and, and, and engineering firms, they're not good at marketing. Yeah. And it's, and it's mm-hmm. not has through no fault of their own yep but they're an engineering firm yeah they're not a marketing firm yep. you know, they might have a marketing person a lot of them don't yeah you know so it's the, especially it's, not until they become a big until firm, they became they yeah. have a department yeah. Or, exactly yeah and so whoever is in charge of marketing for those big firms like it's not really their main job yeah that's sort of an afterthought exactly it's stuff, they, they don't want to go to networking stuff they don't want to uh-huh. post to social media and stuff and that's why you see so many you know, engineering firms, so they'll post to social media like once a month. Like yeah. When somebody's if like, oh, that. shit, we, yeah, if that. No, <laughs> you posted to Twitter lately? No, have you? No, better do it. Yeah. You know? And so so, so pretty early on, it, that became really apparent to me. And in, in the world where we live, where, you know, we, we are the, you know, the prime on a lot of projects where the owner is hiring us directly. Mm-hmm. But, and, and it used, yeah, and, and those numbers kind of changed over the years. But, I mean, a lot of our clients are, are architects mm-hmm. who do big, cool projects and need a landscape, you know, a landscape yeah. architecture consultant to work yeah. know, underneath them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, so a couple years ago, I don't know, it's been three years ago now, I started a, an online publication called The Constructivist. Yep. And the only reason, like, the, and it's, it's turned into a whole different thing now. Yeah. But the reason I started that was so I could help, so I could very directly market my friends who are architects, engineers, and contractors. Yeah. Because I knew if they get more work and there's more eyes on their projects and their stuff that they're doing, that's going to be better for they us. They need more landscape architecture. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. That's, that's why I started that. Yep. It's now, and it's now spun into its whole yeah. own, like, thing or whatever. Yeah. But, but that's, yeah, that's why I started that. That's, that's awesome. I continue to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same, that's the same reason that when people ask us about competition, I'm yeah. like, we don't have competitors because we work for competitors. Right. So totally. the whole idea of us trying to educate people on scanning yeah. and get them to start scanning, mm-hmm. we're, we're creating more work for ourselves because, you know, exactly. if, if scanning people need help, let's get more people scanning. Like totally. there's no downside to this because there's so much opportunity in how new technology can be in, you know, implemented, yep. how, again, even just on the general marketing side, if more companies are getting more work because of marketing, all of the people under them that they hire for subcontract work for, I mean, it, it does raise. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. And, 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 and really it's, especially here in Boise, Idaho, I don't know, I don't know if you guys ever see this, but like a thing that just, it's like it kicks me in the gut every single time is, you know, some eight, you know, be a public agency, be a private company, you know, whatever, they've got a project that they want to do and they will hire someone from out of town, like yeah. an out of town engineering or architecture firm or contractor to do this stuff because they sort of don't think there's anybody in little yeah. old Boise, Idaho that can do this yeah. this thing that we want to do. Yeah. That makes me crazy. Yeah. And so really, so yeah, so I, I mean, I do stuff about our competitors on the, on the constructors because I would rather have one of our direct competitors get hired than some firm out of Denver. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, trying to trying to help the local firms, and yeah. and that is, I think, one of the areas that people don't understand that building out your brand, building out a social media presence, having a good website, yeah. having your team on LinkedIn, those things are not just oh man, we have to do marketing. Like that's how people find you. Absolutely. If there's a project that you know, yes, hey, we need an architect to do a job in Boise. Like if people are Googling that yeah. and they can't find a good architect that they're, pops up. Yeah, and, they're going to drag whoever from wherever they're coming to yeah. work with before. Absolutely. Yeah. Or so construction, the, same way. The Absolutely. value that you get out of focusing on those things is much bigger than most people think. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're totally right. Yeah. Because most folks would look at that as, yeah, I, I don't want to teach anybody stuff. Like if somebody's going to hire an architect in Boise, I want it to be me. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. In the 21st century, man, I think that's not the right way to look at stuff. 
So what, uh, maybe one of the last things we could wrap around is, yeah. uh, your podcast. Yeah. So what's the name of your, what's the name <laughs> of your podcast? What's some of the stuff you've been doing? And yeah. So I, so I have my own pod. Well, I, technically I have two podcasts. Um, I have my main podcast, which is just me. It's called Christian radio. Um, K R I S J A N radio, you know, yep. kind of a play on, on that. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so I started, I, I haven't been doing it too terribly long. I've been doing it not, probably not even a year. I've been sure. doing mine. I've yep. done. I don't know, 16 or 18 episodes. Awesome. Um, and it's really, it's sort of just like this. I'm talking with my friends and people in here in Boise who are doing cool stuff. Yeah. Has, that, has all of yours been local firms? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, I've had, you know, people from Bogus Basin want to come on and talk yep. about, you know, ski racing stuff and stuff that they're doing, architects. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've watched a couple. Yeah. Of yeah. And I, and I just, I mean, in, with this whole pandemic thing, like being home, I've literally just started doing it on YouTube too. Because yep. when I started, it was just, just a podcast. Audio, yeah. yeah. Just, just the audio. And so I'm doing it on on YouTube now too. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it's, it's largely sort of industry focused, but I just want to talk to cool people that are doing cool stuff, Yeah. you know, and, and help <laughs> and, and let them talk about what they do. And, you know, and even though I haven't done it very long, like I've got a pretty good following, you know, That's awesome. and, and people are listening to it. I'm getting a lot of feedback and people yep. are, you know, tweeting stuff at me when they're listening to it and commenting on stuff, which is cool. So nice. Well, we'll yeah. be sure to add a link to your sites cool. when we get this posted cool. that way. People yeah. And, you, and, you, and, all, well. and all the podcasts, all the stuff you can get to just through my personal website, christianheiner.com. You can just link just straight to that. Perfect. And, there, and there's christianheiner.com forward slash or slash uh, Christian radio. I think it's either okay. podcast or Christian radio. I don't remember which. Um, yeah. But then they can just get them all right there. Nice. And obviously the podcast, you know, everywhere podcasts are Apple and Spotify yep. and Google and all those places. So Nice. What, so for you guys, what platform are you using for your podcast? So as far as where we're posting to? No, like, like how we're like, like where you're hosting it and how you're like distributing it or whatever. Yeah. So we're using Anchor. Cool. Right. Yeah. Yep. Best. That's, that's what I use too. Yeah. Yeah. You, in fact, you pointed us to it. Um, when we were first starting, you know, uh, I'd never done podcast stuff before. So yeah. I was like, all right, so we got to capture the audio. We got to figure out which platform to use, where to post it to. So yeah, Anchor is a, a great platform. It yeah. pushes it out so when, everywhere. When you guys got it set up, did, did the Anchor folk, did they have any trouble getting it distributed everywhere? It was, was it just seemed No, like it, it seemed like, um, I think it took a couple of days. Like they kind of added different accounts as right. it went. But yeah, it, I, yeah, I think they, they send it all out at the same time, but some are going to review, you know, review it sooner than others yeah. or whatever. And it Apple seemed like it went pretty good. The longest, but in, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I'm not even sure if it's actually fully up on Apple yet. Yeah. So depending on how long it's been, and for both of mine, so yeah, so we, so I have my own personal podcast, and we have one at Stack Group called Making Outside Awesome. Um, that we nice. We're we're getting way into, but then we haven't been at the office now for two months, yeah. so we haven't done it. But yep. Well, at some point we'll get we'll yes. get back to that, and, and just trying to figure out how to work from home and all that stuff. It just kind of fell on the yeah. wayside, but um, but yeah, but with with Anchor though, for both my podcasts on Apple, for whatever reason, I had to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm not on Apple yet. What's yeah. up? And then they both times they were like, oh, there's an error message. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's up now. Yeah. Or, or now it should go through. So if you, so if it's been a while yep. and you've submitted it, reach out to them. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to them, go to their help page or whatever and, and send them a message and they, they'll, they'll get it up there. Okay. Now that you said working from home, we have to touch on one more topic. Yeah. I bet you can guess which one it is. Working from home. <laughs> so, um, maybe from, you know, you are, uh, uh, as an owner work, you know, leading a company, yeah. obviously a, a partner, I know you, you have another with you with mm -hmm. Will and, yep. um, Maybe give a little bit of your thought on what's going on around us and like, how have you guys adjusted? You know, are you, what are you doing as a, yeah. as a leader of a, of a firm? Um, you know, are your employees staying motivated and able to work remotely? Mm -hmm. What's your, what's your yeah. take? It's uh it's, it's, it's crazy times for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're obviously using zoom all the time, you know, on the phone way more. Uh, I mean, for us for, as a collaborative design firm, 
it's been really tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in, you know, in the actual design on stuff. Yep. So I hear stuff and yep. whatever. Um, but historically, you know, we'd all be in the office together. We could walk around and, yep. and get, you know, figure stuff out, yeah. collaborate together really quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally red pen stuff like, nope, put this there. This is how this is, yeah. you know, whatever. This is Hands what they said. On. I want to do this. And now, you know, trying to do it through Zoom and on the phone, like everything is taking so much longer. Yeah. And we're, I know we're getting it figured out. But we're we're definitely looking forward to being able to be back in the office with with each other. Um, but that being said, I mean, we'll definitely be working from home more. Yeah. You know, I mean, people. I mean, because before, like, I mean, we we've always kind of been set up to work remotely. Like, I can do what I do literally. For, if I have an internet yeah. connection to my MacBook, yep. I can do I can do anything for sure. So I've been able to do that way, and you know, we have a lot of laptops and tablets and stuff. So the most part, you know, anybody can work anywhere. You yeah. Know, with 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 our stuff. And, and that would happen a lot where, you know, I'm not always in the office. Like, the, the less I'm in the office, the better, honestly. Yep. I'm out doing stuff and exactly. whatever. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we, we'd always have, you know, maybe one or two people a week, you know, for a day or two or half a day, work from home or, you know, from whatever. And that was always fine. But going from that to literally having no one together has yeah. just, just been tough. Pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's, you know, getting stuff done has taken longer. I don't, I don't, I don't think the end product has been, has been sacrificed at all. But just getting to that is just taking so much yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward. Yeah. So we'll, we're really looking forward to being able to be back in the office and work together on stuff more. Um, but we'll definitely still, I mean, we've definitely learned that like we can have people gone, like yeah. and work from home. Like, yeah. So we'll probably, I mean, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. We'll probably, you know, require, require, you know, whatever, everybody be in the office, you know, a couple yeah. three days a week, but then yep. the other two or three or however it works out, yeah. like work from home or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see, you know, you get a lot of people one way or the other to like, um, the the world should stop shaking hands, right. you know, or, you know, I think at least in this scenario, like when you talk about meetings with companies in other yep. states, you know, it, it used to be so typical of, well, it doesn't matter if it takes time or money, like we need to fly there and go meet. Now you see all these businesses like, hey, this actually works to do virtual meetings. Yeah. Um, we should start kind of reducing the need for the travel side. Oh, well, well, yeah. And, and for, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's the owner typically is going to be paying for that stuff. Yeah. You know, if we need to fly somewhere, we're, you know, depending on how the project's set up, we're either build the architect and then they're going to build the owner or we're yep. going to build the owner or whatever. Yeah. If now, if we, because everybody's using this so much more, yeah. it's going to, I mean, it's going to cut down, I, I, it's going to be a pretty small percentage on, sure. you know, you're building a billion dollar house, sure. but like, you know, a handful of airline yeah. tickets isn't, isn't going to add up to much. Sure. But, but, but efficiency wise, I mean, that's going to yeah. save that day of travel and stuff. So yeah, moving forward. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I definitely know that we won't all be back in the office all the time and yeah. we definitely won't all be out of the office yep. all the time. It's going to be a good mix of both. It brought, yeah, it brought to light the amount of yeah. virtual uh, just capabilities. What, yeah, just what, those, what the possibilities <laughs> what, are. What, yeah, absolutely. what's out there, what people can do. So yep. Awesome. Well, we thank you for Dude, stopping absolutely. in and being here with us. And uh, yeah. again, we'll uh, get your info up on the podcast, Killer, send you some it. links, awesome. and then uh, we'll join you on yours here soon. Totally, totally. Okay, Matt, thanks, Alrighty. man. Have Appreciate a good one. It. You bet. Reality Capture Network, bringing the future to you.